As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. What's up and welcome back to Spin Rate, the Athletics Toronto Blue Jays podcast. We're here talking about your wound-licking Toronto Blue Jays. My name is Drew Fairservice and as we do twice a week here at The Athletic, we talk about the Blue Jays and this at this time I'm joined by The Athletics Blue Jays reporter, journalist, writer, Caitlin McGrath, joining us in beautiful downtown Toronto. Caitlin, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm glad to have you, as we do every week, where you can get our show. We, we do it twice a week. Subscribe to the show. Subscribe to The Athletic at theathletic.com slash spin rate. You and I talk here. Later in the week, me and Ricky Romero will talk about the Blue Jays. And what will we say about the Blue Jays? What, uh, well, that's three series in a row that they've lost. A not great weekend in, in Milwaukee. We encourage folks not to look past the Brewers, and I hope that they didn't. But the, because the Brewers, put, the Brewers put a bit of a beating on the Blue Jays, and I think we can't start anywhere else other than the rotation, which did not have its best uh, weekend of all time. Jose Brios struggled. You say Kikuchi struggled. Kalen, what's the deal? Why can't anybody get anybody out? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I think that the Brios one. I mean, they're both equal. They're both disappointing. I should say um, the Brios one. <clears throat> excuse me, um, perhaps more disappointing only because he had made, I know his last start wasn't great, but he had sort of looked like he was turning the corner, started to look more like himself. And then it was just back to allowing a ton of hard hits, not locating his fastball, um, not really using the breaking ball or it not being effective. Um, And it just looked, like he couldn't get anyone out and the blue I think the only reason the Blue Jays went to him as long as they did was because the day before Kikuchi couldn't get anyone out and that one was still disappointing but it kind of follows this pattern that we've seen from Kikuchi in the month of June which maybe you could say follows the pattern of his career where he has a good month uh, or a few good starts followed by bad starts. Um, he did that in Seattle. I think that was sort of the book on him in Seattle. It's like, sure, 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 he's got good staff, but he does not go out there and pitch consistently 
from start to start. You know, he can have these wild up and up and downs. And that's what we've seen with the Blue Jays. Um, and so it's really difficult right now for the Blue Jays rotation. Um, a lot of the reason why, because they're, they're back to back, which is weird because like, you had Brios at the start of the rotation um, because he, again, like way back in March or whatever, or April, I guess, um, he was named the opening day starter because you thought he was going to be your guy this year or at least one of your guys. Um, and it's hard for teams to um, change their rotation mid-season or at, at any point in the season, especially with the schedule as it is. The Blue Jays haven't had a ton of off days. And you've also got Manoa and Gosman and Stripling um, to an extent, all three of them going pretty well. So you don't want to disrupt them to figure out how to mix up um, Kikuchi and Brios. But it is tough because the Blue Jays are getting nothing from the back of the rotation um, and they're getting nothing from the very top of the rotation. And those happen back to back. And so it's very tough for the Blue Jays to weather um, these types of games when Kikuchi doesn't give you innings and then Brios comes out and he doesn't give you innings either. Like their bullpen is struggling right now. Um Part of that is because I think they just need some different looks in that bullpen, which we've talked about a lot. But also it's because like their bullpens aren't supposed to be having to get, uh, you know, cover seven, six innings a game all the time. No, you're absolutely right. That's not what you are. You, you don't build for that. And I think that, well, e- even that, I think that that changes um, it changes the the conversation in a way because the the question really you know it becomes about the bullpen and and the the bullpen ends up with a, a little bit of extra scrutiny. But I really do think we we need to figure like the the Kikuchi thing is is even like whatever. I mean, I'm beginning to be worried about Jose Barrios, which might be crazy, which might be silly, but like. He has spent an awful lot of time getting his brains beaten in in 2022, which is weird to the point where like he's pitching as one of the worst starters in baseball right now. And that's a huge issue for the Blue Jays. You know, you could you could, you know, as you uh, you said, I agree. Like you can you can make you can make do you can figure out one of them. Right. Mm-hmm. Or like if it's Kikuchi, if it's like, oh, Kikuchi's bad. OK, that's fine. It was a bit of like a of a. um of a flyer in a way and they bet on the stuff they bet on, on, on the velocity, this, that, the other, but like his expected ERA is terrible, right? He like everything about Barrios right now is awful. It's, it's, you know, other than the only things that are even in the, in the 50th, you know, or in the upper percentiles on his stat cast page is his chase rate and his walk rate, which again, I think in, in some ways gets back to, the big problem with him, which is that he's, he doesn't walk anybody because he's just throwing stuff that's extremely hittable. His fastball getting destroyed. Like this is the concern. And th- to me, more, way more so than Kikuchi, way more um, I'm worried about how do they get him right? How do they get him his command back? How do they get him, you know, pitching in a way that, uh, that allows him to get to those other good pitches? Because, you know, without it, he he he's just his fastball is getting absolutely crushed all season long, and I don't know, you know, there's no there's no recourse other than just keep sending him out there, I guess, and and that to me is the problem. 
Yeah, and the thing with the Jays is that, yeah, as you say, like, if they if they had one of these problems, it wouldn't be a big deal. And I think if this this was a Kikuchi situation that, like, seemed imaginable. Like, he had a sort of not-so-good April. Okay, he's getting used to the team. Comes out in May, great month. Okay, maybe some of these changes are taking. June, not good. Okay, this guy's a project. It wasn't going to happen overnight. We now see that, you know, the Blue Jays had success in the past with a guy like Robbie Ray. But, you know, as I saw this, I think Andrew Stoughton, um, your friend and and mine, um, pointed out on Twitter, and it's a good point, is that I think when we think about the Robbie Ray transformation, we think, oh, it just happened. Like, it just happened. We kind of remember it like that. But it didn't just happen, right? The Blue Jays traded for Robbie Ray in 2020 when he was just kind of so-so for them. They kind of used them in creative roles. He pitched out of the bullpen. Uh, remember in that playoff game, he came out of the bullpen. Um, and then he signed basically right away in that offseason so that he spent an entire offseason essentially at least communicating with the Blue Jays, not necessarily working with them hands-on, but communicating with them, getting to understand the plan, you know, hearing their rationale, all these kinds of things. So a whole off season with them, plus an entire spring training with them. And then plus like an April where he still was sort of getting himself sorted. He kind of really came into form more like May, June. And then the second half, he was excellent. Um, And so that's a long time. And so the Kikuchi thing, like he was only signed in mid-March. He had a shortened spring training. They're throwing all these things at him, you know, change your mechanics, change your tempo, use your fastball more, don't throw the cutter, throw this slider, but you know, make sure the slider's harder, do all these things. It's a lot. Like it is a lot. Um, And ev- everything that I've seen from Kikuchi, like seems like he wants to be better. Like he's trying. Obviously there's some... I don't know if it's reluctance, but there's, you know, there's something there that is sort of preventing him from throwing his fastball maybe as much as they want. Obviously, sometimes it's because he can't locate it and you understand why he's not throwing his fastball his last outing because he didn't know where it was going. It was not effective if you're not Mm -hmm. even close to the zone. But this is all to say that the Kikuchi thing, like, I think that that is sort of an anticipated um, issue or something that they could have predicted, I guess. The Brios thing is not and that's a big problem and if the blue jays if it comes down to the blue jays you know i i don't think they're going to miss the playoffs i don't think we're there but if it comes down to them you know getting the third wild card and not the first one i think some of it's going to come down to the starting pitching was not what they thought it was going to be the starting pitching wasn't going to be the team's absolute strength um the offense was going to be their strength but the starting rotation was going to be really good and what they did in april um and into may was them pitching at their best. Um, and if they end up sort of disappointing this year, um, however, however extreme that disappointment may be, um, it, it could come down to a guy like Brios who they needed to be a, a guy for them simply wasn't. Yeah. It, everyone loves, to, we've all loved to talk about the importance of a given game, you know, after what happened last season with the Blue Jays missing the playoffs by just that one single game. Um, and, and again, I think it, a lot of it has to do with the fact that there is no plan B when your opening day starter can't get anybody out in June, right? Getting, going into July. When your opening day starter has no idea where his fastball is going, but it's other than like the heart of the plate. Again, I, I really believe, and, and I've, I've been, um, uh, you know, I've been vocal about this all along that, that, you know, he just doesn't, he, he's missing in the worst possible places with his fastball all the time. And then you can't get to your other pitches if you are A, getting hit hard or you're, if you're used to pitching off your fastball. Like, you know, 
I think that that it's not un, unfair to say that again, he's trying to. It's not that it, it's so stupid. I feel so so trite to be like he's trying, guys. Don't worry, <laughs> guys. He's he's doing his best, but but it's not it's not just a matter of like you know insolence. It's just like you know he's he is throwing his fastball less. He's throwing his curveball more here in June. He's 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 fine for the first time. He's throwing more curveballs than than fastballs it's just a the forcing fastball i should say like he's trying to figure out something to make it work but it's just not and it's really um it's really and you know throwing a lot more sinkers whatever it's it's a test right it's a test of the, of the whole uh brain trust that we love to rave about and look what they've done they've turned Literally, literally, Robbie Ray into the into a Cy Young Award winner. They, he signed a hundred million dollar contract. They were working with nothing, nothing, and now look at him. Like it doesn't work like that, you know. And and I think the Kikuchi thing is also interesting too. I can't. I'm. I'm. Re, it's reassuring to hear. You know, he's trying different things because one of the big pieces of the puzzle when you're a team like the Blue Jays and you have this reputation of like reclamation or your ability to find you know guys and make effective changes and and help to turn them around is they have to want to do it and and by all reports kikuchi is that guy that he does want to to do those sorts of things he does want to um he does want to to get better and to try the things but like uh, your point was a great one that the timeline has been so so squished on top of the fact that it's like with the work with the lockout and then the, the shortened timeline it's harder to get a sense of, excuse me, who a guy is, maybe. But again, not to say that he's not going to keep trying, and it, but it's not going to happen overnight. And it, it's, if it's a series of changes that need to be made, it's you're asking an awful lot to make them all at once. And the thing with the Jays is like it's a it's a tough spot they're in right now because they essentially have two starters that aren't aren't being effective right now, and that's a, a big issue for a team that wants to be one of the best in the American league. And if you're the blue Jays, you have to sort of just pick which one of these is the bigger problem. And you have to maybe find a solution for that. And unfortunately the other solution for the other one was hope he gets better. And so at the, at this point the blue Jays, at least my read on the situation is that Kikuchi doesn't have the track record. Barrios does. He might be a more acute issue. Um, maybe they need to set him aside. Maybe they need to give him a reset. Maybe they need to have a phantom injury. Maybe they need to just skip his next start. Um, because his issues, um, there's a track record of him having these types of issues. Whereas Brios, um, it, they kind of just seem to have to lean on the track record. Like he'll figure it out. He'll figure it out. He'll figure it out because you can't just remove two starters from your rotation when you've also lost another starter. I know Ryu wasn't super effective um, when he was pitching, but he was still, he was still able to pitch um, when he was healthy. He was giving you some innings. Now Ross Stripling's doing that. Ross Stripling's doing a great job at that, but he's also, you know, Ross Stripling, he's a swing guy. He's not necessarily, wasn't expected to be um, one of the core pieces of rotation. If he is, if he turns into that, that's great. The Blue Jays, you know, the sigh of relief. He's been great. That's fine. One Crisis less issue. They, yeah. One less issue they have to deal with, honestly. But to ask a team to have three holes in the rotation to fill, that's, that's too much. That's too much. So, you know, Ross Stripling's doing a great job. 
Brios, it seems like they just have to hope that he just goes out there and figures it out. And then with maybe just focus their efforts on Kikuchi trying to solve that. Um, if it's skipping a start, if it's moving to him to the bullpen, I don't know if that was, those things will work. We'll be right back with more spin rate. But first, check this out. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Is that the fix? Is Kikuchi, who throws 97, uh, is getting him more time to work on the side as well as giving him the opportunity to come in and kind of blast away an inning at a time, is that a viable solution for him and the Blue Jays You know, here in a season where they're now fighting for their playoff lives for the next three months? I don't know. I don't know. I honestly don't know. It's a really tough spot because – yeah, obviously Kikuchi has the stuff probably to be a reliever, but also we've seen him have these like wild innings. And usually if you're a reliever, you got to be in and out. You got to be effective. You got to just throw strikes, get the job done. That's not really what Kikuchi's been able to do. It's taken him like 40 pitches to get through an inning, uh, you know. So I don't know if that is going to be the quick fix. The only thing that it does is that it removes him from sort of the high-pressure situation of starting a game. And if you're throwing him out there as sort of a two-inning guy when they're either up, you know, eight nothing or down eight nothing, um, maybe that's a no low way. pressure. <laughs> that's a low right pressure. into the fire. You <laughs> got to get <laughs> yeah. here. You go. You got to get Rafael Devers out in the eighth inning. That's you are the new left-handed high high <laughs> but, leverage guy. The the other complicating factor here is like this is a really bad time for this to happen because we just have no off days coming up. They've got an extra game to worry about this um this weekend. So they've got obviously the Boston series don't really have to worry about that right now. You got Kevin Gosman, Alec Manoa, or sorry, Kevin Gosman, um, Stripling, and then Manoa in that order. That's fine. Those are your three guys. You can rely on them. Hopefully they give you length. Gosman, you hope gives you some length. Stripling's not um, completely built up, but you know, hopefully he can give you five, six innings. That's fine. Manoa's obviously proven to be a guy that can give you six, seven innings pretty consistently. Um, so hopefully the Boston series goes as smoothly as possible. That would be best case scenario for the Blue Jays. Um, and then you get this weekend against Tampa. This is where things get complicated because A, you have Kikuchi who's lined up to open that series. Do you want him opening that series? That's question number one, or that's decision number one you have to make. Then the other thing is, well, if he doesn't start, who's starting for you? Uh, because, 
you also have to worry about Saturday when you have an extra game. They're playing a doubleheader on Saturday because they've got to make up for that series that was originally scheduled in April um, right now. So all teams have had to do this. I think um, you're also seeing like the Twins in Cleveland. I think they're also this week playing like a five and four or whatever it is. So Mm -hmm. all teams are going to have this, have had this. Some have had it. Some haven't had it yet. So, um, you know, this isn't like the Blue Jays being in a bad situation. This is just the reality of the season. Every team's going to have these sort of condensed series um, in their division. So um, that's the other complicating factor. So the Blue Jays were already having to um, have an extra starter this week anyway. So if you're skipping Kikuchi, you're then asking for another extra starter. So they don't have a ton of options. They had um, Max Casillo, who obviously looked really good in relief um, against the uh, Brewers, but it's also Brewers are not the greatest offensive team, despite the way they beat up um, Jose Brios. Um, you have, you know, a Trent Thornton type that has at least open games. Um, I think they'd be reluctant to, you know, using him in a different role only because like he has at least looked comfortable in that long man role. And then you also don't have stripling in that long man role. So you kind of need him um, to be pitching out of the bullpen. You have Thomas Hatch um, in AAA and he's just had a so-so season. Um, They already kind of maybe liked him to start one of those doubleheader games because he's done that for them before. And then you have Casey Lawrence um, as well. But again, like it's Casey Lawrence, right? Like he's kind of a (laughs) veteran guy. He's not exactly, um, you know, with complete respect to Casey Lawrence, obviously we've seen him do a good job and kind of mop up duty for the Blue Jays this year. But like, you know, the Blue Jays are supposed to be a team that's competing. And if you're getting down the depth chart and you're asking Casey Lawrence to be a starter for you, it means your starting rotation isn't in a great place right now. So, and that's actually the reality for the Blue Jays. So this is a really bad week for it to happen. And I think the Blue Jays have to weigh all these things. Is it an ideal situation to be throwing Kikuchi out there again? No, it's not, honestly. But their alternatives aren't ideal either. Um, And so you know, maybe there's going to be a creative solution with Kikuchi. Maybe it's having an opener. Maybe it's throwing Trent Thornton out there to open the game and then Kikuchi handling those middle innings so he's not facing the top uh, of the order uh, against the Rays. I mean, the only saving grace a little bit for the Blue Jays is at least the Rays are kind of limping in. They have a lot of injuries right now to their, um, well, to their entire team. Uh, And what about the Red Sox? How are they playing right now? Yeah, well, yeah, the Red Sox... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> are pretty good right now. I think they have the best record since May 10th, I think when they um started to turn their season around. That they makes certainly sense. have been having they've had a great June. I think they're like 19 and 4 in June. They have the third best record in the American League since May the 1st and since May the 10th their record is equally impressive. Yeah, since since May the tenth, they they are a half game behind the Yankees. They're thirty one and twelve since May the tenth, which is uh, you know pretty good. The Blue Jays, of course, in that time are twenty three and eighteen, which is actually only fourth is fourth best in the American League in that time with a very good uh, uh, Pythagorean record as well. The Blue Jays, the fourth best, but guess what? Fourth best. When two of the other teams are in your division means you're in third place or worse. And the Blue Jays are in third place or worse right now. It is a, it is a, uh, a dark time. And, and I guess the question you asked, we, we kind of posed before 
we started recording in our in our talk radio hot takery, which is like, uh, are you ready to call the Blue Jays a disappointment? Is the question I'll have for you. No, I'm not ready to do that now because there's still more than half a season to go. So like, this is um, kind of how seasons can go. Like they mm-hmm. ebb and flow. Um, you know, in at the end of April, everyone would have said the Red Sox were a massive disappointment, and look at them now. Um, so no, I'm I'm not there at all. I don't even think I'll be there depending on what happens until like August, like honestly, like August 1st after the trade deadline, see where the Blue Jays are at. Uh, or August 1st would not be after the trade deadline would be right before it, but August 3rd, right after the trade deadline, um, see where the Blue Jays are at. And that's, I think at a point where you can say the season has been blank, whether it's, um, you know, it's it's disappointing, whether it's so, so whether it's, you know, whatever it may be at that point. So no, I'm not ready to go there at all. I'm not even ready to say like this week is season defining or anything like that. Like there's enough games that still need to happen um, after. Do I think it's an important week? Yes. I think it's an important week um, in the same way that that series against the Yankees was important and that the Blue Jays just got to show up. They got to show that like they can compete with the best teams in their division. If they want to be considered among the best in the American League and among the best in the American League East, they have to beat the other teams in the American League East. And right now, the Blue Jays entering this week have a 12-14 and 14 record against their own division. Eight of those losses have come against the Yankees, um, and the Yankees are playing out of their minds this year, obviously, um, and they seem to be charmed because they did not even play well against the Astros. They got no hit one game, and they almost got no hit two games, and they split the series. So the Yankees are just out of this world. They're having a charm season. That's fine. Um, but the Blue Jays can still be one of the best teams in the American League East if they start beating the other teams in their division. They luckily got the Red Sox early on when they were really struggling and they went five and two against them in that early series. They didn't play the Rays well the last time they played them, but they've only had one three-game series against them. They went one and two. At that point, they weren't scoring. Um, Now their offense looks a lot better. So I think the Blue Jays are in somewhat of a better place uh, in some regard to when they're facing those teams. Although obviously we just talked about the starting pitching, not being a good place, but the offense should be able to compete with the Red Sox and it should be able to compete with the Rays. But the Blue Jays have to make a statement this week, because if you come out of this week limping, if you go like two and six or whatever, um, if you end up losing both of these series, um, it doesn't, it doesn't look good in the sense of, you're going to have you're going to just invite a lot of questions about your team. Like you're just going to people are going to start to say, "Hmm, maybe the Blue Jays weren't as good as we thought they'd be." Now, there'd be plenty of time for the season to for them to um, you know, start performing as we thought they'd would they could have a sec a great second half they had a great second half last year uh obviously we can look back at like the 2015 team that like was sort of just playing 500 baseball and then they obviously had a great trade deadline and and went for it and played great in the second half so there's plenty of like um past um teams past evidence of teams just having really great second halves um the blue jays could do that but i just think like a bad week this week just starts to invite those questions those Doubts, not from the team themselves. The team, I know, is as confident in in themselves as any team out there. But it just starts to invite little questions of, like, 
maybe this isn't this year for the Blue Jays. Like, maybe they weren't as good. Maybe the starting rotation isn't quite as good as we thought. You know, maybe whatever, 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 whatever the questions may be. A, a bad week invites those. A good week, and you say, okay, yep, the Blue Jays are where they are. Boston's playing well, but so are the Blue Jays. And the Rays are a good team, but so are the Blue Jays. Like, the Blue Jays just, I think, need a good week to make a statement. They do. And it would be a good week for, guys, you know, I, I think about guys like um, like Oscar Hernandez mm-hmm. um, and Matt, even Matt Chapman to an extent who's obviously been, you know, a lot better of late. But guys that are still sort of like lagging behind what you would expect them to, how you'd expect them to produce based on their track record and even based on like their underlying stuff. Right. Look at, you know, Teoscar Hernandez, if you look at his StatCast page compared this year to last year, they're almost identical. There's not one number. There's not one like facet of the game that he's really struggling with. He's the same guy. He's got a lot of swing and miss. He, uh, you know, doesn't walk a ton, but he hits the ball. He hits the ball a ton and is just is Teoscar Hernandez. Um, I think Bo Bichette is a guy is, is in a similar sort of spot, right? There's, you know, his numbers are down in terms of like his, all, all of the expected numbers, his exit velocity, that, all that sort of stuff. Uh, but he's really, um, you know, falling falling behind in terms of what you would expect him to produce given what how he's swinging the bat. So all those sorts of things are adding up, right? And, it's, and even the same as Lourdes Gurriel. So it, it, it would be, you can't, you know, you can either be for the process or for results. And, and you, you know, in a perfect world, you would have the two of them align. But like, it would be a great, a great week, great timing wise to not a to a not to to shut the haters down, maybe so to speak, or to to avoid that kind of criticism. But also, you can't afford to lose try, lose games. You know, straight up, you can't afford to to fall behind the Red Sox. Like you, you got to keep the Red Sox in in your within grasp. You got to keep the Rays within grasp. Again, with the Rays are, are limping and, and battling so many injuries, mm-hmm. you can't. If you're a Blue Jays fan. You want you're always going to be wary of the Rays because you know how badly they've beat them over time. But the team themselves, they have to like recognize that that these are the opportunities they need to take because you can't fall behind. And it, you know we talked about it a little bit off air. I don't want to spoil your hot take, but like they're in the in the in the division, there aren't the easy games. You know you can't bank those wins against the Orioles like you could have last year. That when the Blue yeah. Jays sort of beat up on the Orioles and and you just if you're at the other at the end of the day. If you want to win the World Series, you have to be able to beat good teams. Yeah. You know, you don't get to the World Series by just playing against bad player against bad teams. So that means that you need to have all of those um all of those pieces uh come together, right? You you okay, you got problems in the in the starting rotation, they'll have to get solved. There are there are some gaps in the in the rotation. You got to fix those things. Um, and, and if there are some guys underperforming in the lineup, you know, there, you can't expect Alejandro Kirk to hit like Johnny Bench forever. So at some point there's going to be you. some other folks who are going to, yeah, maybe you can, maybe you can, maybe you'd be foolish not to, yeah. but, uh, but, uh, uh, they just, it's, it's not, I don't know if it's the time, but there's no better time to, to play, to, to be able to play some good games and, and win some games that mean a lot. Uh, you know, emotionally, but also mean a lot on in the standings than a, than a two series against the Red Sox and the Rays. Yeah, exactly. And I think you're right. Like, keep them close. Like, again, I'm not ready to say like if this doesn't go well, the season's over. Pack it in. Plan for 2023. No, like, there's so much baseball left. 
But like, obviously, obviously, it would be much better for the Blue Jays if they keep the teams that they want to beat and the, the teams that they want to be better than within striking distance. Um, so I think the Boston Red Sox will come in uh, a game and a half ahead of the Blue Jays and the Rays. The Rays and Blue Jays are tied right now. So this is the you know a perfect scenario to at least inch ahead of them or just stay right there with them. Um, and, uh, I think coming out of this, um, coming out of this week, as long as they're there, as long as they're within graphs, uh, whether it's like a, a game ahead of them, a, a half game behind them, whatever it is, um, just be right there with them. Um, you know, I think, you know, I'm eager to see how this team performs because I do think that, that, you know, I don't. I haven't talked to anyone about this and I don't even know how real of a thing it is, but Blue Jays are, they're not a young team. Like I'm not saying they're like a young, young team. Like I think we've talked about this before, like, you know, Vlad and Bo, like they've had a few seasons under their belt. Obviously some of those seasons have been weird for them, not playing at home, pandemic, all these kinds of situations, but you know, they have enough games and, and, years under their belt that I'm not saying they're, you know, young, young, inexperienced team, but they are sort of a inexperienced team when it comes to having expectations. And I think that 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 always tests a team and players. You have a guy like George Springer and he's played on a ton of good teams before. He knows what it is to go into a season when you're a team that people are picking to be a contender. But some of these other guys, they haven't had that yet. And so I just sort of wonder in the background, I know like in spring, like this, this team was so excited to get things going. They were so, you know, motivated after how last season ended. And I think that it's sometimes hard to pay with expectations. Flatty, for example, like he was so ready to have another big year. And I think he's even said like he's had you know times where he wasn't enjoying playing as much this year he's had times where it certainly looks like he's been pressing where he's putting pressure on himself trying to do too much I sort of have to wonder if this is a year where the Blue Jays have to kind of like you have to kind of learn how to be a contender maybe before you're a true true contender and again I'm not saying the Blue Jays are not going to be contender I still think there's plenty of season left for them to emerge as a favorite to win the World Series. But as you say, if you want to win the World Series, you have to start beating good teams in season. Um, and so I sort of am starting to wonder if this is a season where Blue Jays are going to be there, they're going to be there with the best teams, but is this a season where they have to learn what it takes to go through an entire season as a sort of team that people are looking at to be one of the best, if that makes sense. <laughs> More spin rate coming up right after these words from our sponsors. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Redick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else. 
like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is meme mugging now a tech? The Old Man of the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man of the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. The thing I think about is a, is an old uh, scouting or, or kind of prospect mindset, which is that that development isn't linear, right? You don't, you can't say, well, they were here in 20. They were, you know, they kind of snuck into the cheaty, cheaty playoffs. They didn't really deserve to be there. Got a sniff, saw what it's like. 2021, they were ready. They took a big step forward. They won a ton of games. They were right there, but they just, you know, for whatever reason, they were, they didn't make it in. You know, they lost one too many games. People point to the game against Detroit where Marcus Simeon made a throwing error, or you could be less, um, charitable and point to like Robbie Ray stunk down the stretch, whatever. And that you can't just, it's not, while you want it to be, our mind wants us to see a pattern that's like good, better, best, but mm-hmm. it doesn't have to work like that. Um, you know, there's so much talk and, and the broad, on the broadcast, they do a good job of kind of revealing so much of the work that goes in. Bo Bichette putting in a ton of work, uh, uh, Santiago Espinal putting in work on the, in the field. And, and there's so, so many of these, these, these guys and you have to be, they're so process driven. So A, at what point do you reevaluate your process when the outcomes aren't what you want? Or is, is, is there time, is there opportunity to reevaluate the, the, the process to achieve better outcomes? And, and that's, that comes with that, that it could be 50, it could be one or the other, right? George, 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 can George Springer say, you just got to trust what you, you know, to do what you do and keep doing the same thing every day. Don't change anything. Don't come in here and try to make everything different and, and, and force the team into winning a game. You got to let it come to you. You got to just continue to trust that what you did to get you to hear what you did to has, uh, that has allowed you to set this record or become this kind of a player in this stage. Got to trust that. Or is it time to reevaluate? Let's do things differently. It's hard to say for a guy like you, you said Kikuchi and maybe even Jose, Bar- like, you know, or even Barrios. Maybe it's time to reevaluate process. What, what is it about the outcomes that's, that's different that can be read or reflected in our process? Guys like Teoscar Hernandez, Matt Chapman, you know, I, and even Bo Bichette, I believe not, it's not a matter of their process. They're just shit is happening to them in real time. But on a team, but when you add up all those little kind of like bits and pieces across the, across the, the, the team, across 25, 26, 29, you know, all the different people that factor into the, the, the mix over a span of a season, that, that stuff can, can add up. So there's, there's just, you, all that is all of that to say is like just go and win tonight is is kind of the other the the much more simple way of thinking about it. Let's just win tonight's game. If you're the Blue Jays, we go out. And we're going to beat what's his name Seabold tonight, mm-hmm. and then and then we'll figure out what we're going to do against um, uh, uh, Michael Waka tomorrow. Tomorrow, that's tomorrow's job. That's that's the process for tomorrow. How what are we going to do to beat Michael Waka tonight? One one at a time, um, mm-hmm. because. Well, while they look bad now, right? They aren't. They don't look good. The starting pitching is in, in a bit of a, of a state. The bullpen is kind of feels a little bit stuck together with gum and and, and paper clips. 
all those games they won in, in April that they didn't deserve to win, quote unquote, are all still wins. They are still tied with the Rays. They're still a game and a half behind the Red Sox, like you said. And there, while the Yankees are, are pulling away, given the charmed season, the Blue Jays, you know, you, you would like to see them have won more games. You'd like to see them in a different situation. That They're not, but they're, their season's far from over. They're not the Mariners, yeah. right? They're not, they're not a disaster. They're not a, what are we doing? All of the, everything that we thought we, we had going as an organization has turned out to be a lie. We are in, a, in dire straits. They're not that, mm-hmm. right? They, so they can only continue to, to, to be appreciative of the fact that they have still an opportunity to win the World Series. They do. They truly do. And if you don't think that this Blue Jays team can win the World Series, I understand. I don't think that's unnatural, especially having watched them play over the weekend. But I really think that they can still win the World Series. Do I think that they are going to win the World Series? No, I wouldn't have said that in March either. I don't think they were going to win the World Series, but they can absolutely still win the World Series. There is a, so much talent and so many pieces that are just still feel a little, a couple little twists, a little turn, little adjustment. And then uh, I think you, you can still see the Blue Jays play as well as anybody in baseball. And, and, you know, I wouldn't want to play them in September and October if, if a couple of those things, a couple of those ticks and changes go their way. Yeah. And like, I think that the Blue Jays, because of what they did last year, I kind of like them to be a better second team or better second half team. Um, I don't know that there's any science behind that. It's maybe just a gut feeling that I have based on how they've performed in the past, based on some of the other things uh, that I've said about, you know, guys getting sort of their rhythm together. I don't know. And I think that, I think that they're just a team that I don't know, for some reason, I just feel like they are maybe more like they're like, they're like the way that people are procrastinators and they need like a deadline and they're like, Oh, we got to get going here. Like, I don't know. Maybe that's just a gut feeling that I have, but I wouldn't be surprised to see them go on quite a run come July and August or something like that. Um, just to sort of be like, Hey guys, we know we're better. Let's get going here. And they seem to be a team that maybe could be like motivated by deadline or motivated by quote unquote, the haters saying, you know, they're not, they're not a real contender yet or something like that. So, um, before we go, I feel like we've talked a lot about some negatives, understandably so coming off of, you know, not great road trip, but let's just like take the last two minutes here to say oh my god Alejandro Kirk (laughs) he's just like he can hit everything right now it's it's so fun to watch honestly it's ridiculous it's (laughs) it's ridiculous he is leading the team in wins above replacement here on baseball reference he has a 165 uh, OPS plus which is like what top 15 in baseball top 16 he's an all-star he's gonna be an all-star my god yeah listen (laughs) If you if you just said in your into your in your head or out loud, you know, Jose Trevino, you need to just like put your phone away. Just close it up, unplug your headphones, walk away. You, Rob, Ira Kane, Ira, uh, Jose Trevino does not belong on the on the All-Star team ahead of Alejandro Kirk. That's ridiculous. Uh he's putting, you know, the Blue Jays the Blue Jays ca- the history of catching uh catchers and and catcher performance not stellar. You know what I mean? Like not a lot of standout uh, standout catching performances in their history. Uh, this could end up being like one of the best catcher seasons of all time for the Blue Jays, <laughs> which is crazy to think about. Yeah, but, and, and I mean, like we're we're entering a place where like th- the Blue Jays are probably just going to have to carry three catchers because, like, um, 
you have Gabriel Moreno, who is like, I think he struck out two times since he's been called up. Um, and one of those times was, uh, wasn't it against Devin Williams? Um, that's his name, right? With the Brewers. Mm. Um, who's like just crazy or maybe that was Kirk that struck out anyway I'm sorry I getting mixed up here but anyway Gabriel Moreno has been incredible too uh you have Danny Jameson coming back and if you're the Blue Jays and you want to win and uh Moreno is your better bat um as opposed to you know Zach Collins on the bench um I know you got a way development and all that kind of thing but I don't know. I like the Blue Jays to be a three-catcher team coming up. We'll see. I know we talked about this before with Moreno, um, with Keegan, and when he first got called up and what they're going to do with him. But, yeah, the the catching, um, you know, the Blue Jays, maybe it's, like, karma, like, all those years of, like, disappointing catcher of the future is not working out, and all of a sudden they've got, like, three, three catchers of the future on their roster right now, all hitting, like – as as good as you'd ever imagine, if not better than they could. Uh, of all the of all the catchers of the future, it's the the least likely one who has uh, who has emerged as <laughs> the true catcher of the future <laughs> and present right now. As of this very second, Alejandro's Kirk, Alejandro Kirk's twenty twenty two season is sits eighth uh, in terms of wins above replacement uh, on Fangraphs for Blue Jays all time. Now that doesn't. That doesn't do a great job of capturing his defense, which is very good. But like he's also a few, you know, percentage points or a few little half wins away from moving into the top five, right? Like 2015, Russell Martin was probably the best, you know, play uh, best offensive performance by or best overall performance by a Blue Jays catcher. And uh, Alejandro Kirk is going to leave him in the dust again. His weighted run, <laughs> weighted run created plus right now was one sixty four. The hot, the best ever for a Blue Jay was Greg Myers, uh, who had a one twenty seven weighted run created plus. So like, and this and is the these are with, apples and oranges. And the thing with Kirk is like, why you bet on this guy is that because like he does so much at the plate well when you, of what you want a player to do well. Like he doesn't strike out. He always puts up a good at bat. Uh, he takes a lot of pitches. He's Great discipline up there. He knows the strike zone. I made a joke on Twitter, like in that awful um, umpiring um, game a couple of days ago against the White mm. Sox that uh, Kirk should just call his own balls and strikes because it's like he knows it. He knows his own. If he doesn't um, swing, it wasn't a strike. Exactly. Exactly. I remember people used to say that about BGO as well, which is still, uh, for the most part, true. He he's still. Um, he knows his own well, though he doesn't swing as much as he should sometimes. Um, but I'm so glad we can move on. I I, I don't have the the Kevin Biggio debate in me right now. I'm I not know. ready. I know. Um, okay, so I think we're about done here. <laughs> but that's we are about done. But Kevin, uh, but Alejandro Alejandro Kirk is not done. We are no. not done praising him. I have a feeling that Ricky Romero, who is like Alejandro Kirk super fan number one A. We'll have mm. a few things to say about Alejandro Kirk when he I feel and I like Ricky got week. him going. Ricky called him out on this on this very <laughs> podcast, and by the next week, Alejandro was like, "You know what? Fine, I'll just I'll just be the best hitter in baseball." Yeah, go ahead and stop me. I dare you. <laughs> we this is called that's called the teaser. That's that's Caitlin and I doing doing the hard work of promoting the next episode of Spin Ring, which we will record later this week, in time for you to have. Uh, you, the listener, for your journeys, wherever they may take you over the long weekend as you celebrate or uh, or reflect 
over Canada Day about what our country is and isn't, I think is a really important thing. And I'm sure we'll talk about this a little bit more, um, but it's easy to it's easy to get smug, but uh, Canada Day is a great opportunity for a bit of reflection and a bit of um, real well, eyes wide open kind of evaluation of the place that we live and, and what it is in terms of, and not just what it isn't. So with that said, Caitlin will be there, there, yes, right? The Boston games are here. Yes. Caitlin will be there covering the Toronto Blue Jays at the Rogers Center, the Skydome, as the Blue Jays take on the Red Sox. And then Ricky Romero and I will be back later this week as we talk about Alejandro Kirk and other members of the Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. But mostly the, Kirk. But mostly Kirk. On the very next edition of Spin Rate. <laughs>